Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, The Struggle of Two Natures. And in this week's message, Pastor DeMichael teaches us about how even though we have a desire to do what's right, we don't always do right. I know that in my own life, this is often a struggle. And so today, we will be learning about how to bring forth the part of our nature that is like Christ, which we can only do with His help. If you would like to hear this message again or any other message by Pastor DeMichael, Please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. You see, sometimes we make the mistake of thinking in terms of degrees of sin. It's really not about that. It doesn't matter how rotten your old nature is. And by the way, all of us, our old nature, the old man, call it what you want. And by the way, you get into this discussion And especially with the deeper life crowd, you can get snagged on semantics to become a quagmire of semantics. You know, old man, no, it's it's old nature. No, it's not old nature. It's 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 it stinks. And and it's important we don't look at degrees because for for some of us that really wallowed around in the sin, and, and a guy like, like Saul of Tarsus. I mean, Paul called himself the chiefest of sinners. He had a sense of how great the grace of God was in his life by virtue of the death that he had plunged to. I mean, really, how do you top that? But you walk in the Spirit, and that's it's gone. It's gone. By the way, the tendencies are gone. When you're walking in the Spirit. If, if Saul were to say, oh, I was so rotten, I was so terrible, I was so horrible. And, and there was this, this sort of sense of unworthiness there, this sort of underlying. But he didn't let it consume him because of the, the degree of it. He just turned his back on it and he began to preach the faith that he once destroyed. So some of us this morning, well, I'm not, I'm not a Saul, in fact... You might be a second-generation Christian. You came up clean. You're not even a me. So you make the mistake of thinking that your old man, he doesn't stink. In fact, we've kind of perfumed him up a little bit. It smells kind of good. It'll chain you down and keep you from walking in the Spirit and serving God just as much as Saul of Tarsus's would if he paid attention to it. The old man, you ready for this? Definitive statement is the old man. And the fruit may be a little bit different, but it all stinks. And so he says, this I say, then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh lusts. It always wants something it shouldn't have. So for Saul of Tarsus, it's eliminating this plague of Christianity. I'm killing Christians if I have to. For someone else, it's drugs or, <clears throat> or alcohol or sexual perversion. <clears throat> For someone else, it's just the feeling that I'm better than everybody else. Pray tell which one of these is effectively winning someone to Christ. 
None. This guy over here killing Christians sure isn't. This guy over here wallowing around in drugs and alcohol and sexual perversion sure isn't. And this guy, of course I'm saved, you dog. The flesh is the flesh, folks. It's just different fruit. Paul says, walk in this. We all have to walk in the spirit. We can't sit here this morning and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He really needs to walk in the spirit. You ought to see him when he's not. And, and, and she over there really needs to walk in the spirit. You ought to see her when she's not. But this really doesn't apply to me. Because when I'm not walking in the spirit, it's not so bad. We kind of get cozy with our sin, don't we? It's really simple. It's about replacement. Walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So it doesn't matter how bad the flesh is. And it's bad. Anybody that's honest has plumbed the depths of it. And it is frightening. I'm going to tell you this morning, the monster that lives inside of me is frightening. It really scares me sometimes to know what I'm capable of if I don't walk in the Spirit. But the good news is if I do walk in the Spirit, when I'm walking in the Spirit, I can't fulfill the lust of the flesh. He is out of commission. And that's why a guy like Saul of Tarsus, he always carried a sense of unworthiness, and rightfully so, because of what he had done. But that didn't hold him back. And he was as dynamic for Christ after salvation as he was dynamic against Christ before salvation. You know, some of us that make complete fools of ourselves before we were saved, why are we so reserved after we're saved? If we were willing to make fools of ourselves before we were saved, why not be a fool for Christ? Why not be a fool for Christ? I don't mean act foolishly. I mean... Just step out for Christ, and if the world thinks we're fools for it, so be it. Man, before I was saying, I went to rock concerts, stood on the chair in the third row, and embarrassed my friends. Well, if I could be a fool over here, why can't I be a fool for Christ? This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Watch this, verse 70. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. There are the battle lines, the spirit against the flesh, the flesh against the spirit, and he used the word lust, strong desire. There, there's a literal hatred between the two. It's almost kind of a schizophrenia, a spiritual one. And these are contrary, verse 17, the one to the other, the flesh and the spirit, so that she cannot do the things that she would. That harkens back to Romans 7. But watch, look what he says. He doesn't leave us there. Verse 18. But, but if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. Say, ah, oh, I haven't done any of those yet. And such like. <laughs> that catches everybody in the net. That's the flesh. Look at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Folks, you're bearing those nine fruit of the Spirit versus those works of the flesh. You want a transformation of your home. Dad, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Mom, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. 
Junior, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. When everybody's bearing that fruit, it's not about personalities. It's not about introverts and extroverts and sanguines and cholerics and type Bs and type As and mesomorphs and whatever, all those different systems of categorizing our personalities and sticking us in little boxes. It's not about any of that. None of that even matters anymore. It's not about IQs. I know couples where the guy has an IQ somewhere near the moon and she has an IQ about three steps up above a cabbage worm and they get along great. And I've seen couples that are the other way around where he's, okay, Brother Bard, you didn't say it too long. <laughs> it wasn't Brother Bard, it was Brother, it was you. You doing ventriloquism. It looked like it came from him. Yeah. So I tell everybody, my son, he's, he's real good in school. I said, he just got my wife's brains is what he got. It's not about all that. It's about that, that fruit. And when people are bearing that fruit, they're going to get along with each other. When you're, when the, with the works of the flesh, it's all about me, isn't it? The flesh, it's all about me. Look at the victory in verse 20, uh, 24. Look at the victory here. And, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Now, here's the key. Go to Galatians chapter 2. Everything about the Christian life is about faith. When you got saved, you had to believe something. This is important. When you got saved, you had to believe something that was counterintuitive. You probably stumbled on the same thing I stumbled on if you were religious. The idea that your religion wasn't going to save you and that you had to come to God as a sinner and that Christ was going to save you and it was by faith and not works. Now that ran contrary to your religious teaching, did it not? How many of you, you, you were raised in some sort of system where you were going to work your way to heaven or at least contribute in some way? Okay, at least half of us. And we had to believe something that was counterintuitive. By the way, for the rest of you, it still was counterintuitive because man is naturally self-righteous. Even if you didn't have a, a, a religion that codified that and organized that self-righteousness for you, you still had it in you. You probably did what a lot of people did. Someone tried to witness to you or get you to church or give you a track or or whatever, or you turn the radio on or the television and somebody was giving the, giving the gospel, the grace of God. Oh, I don't need that. That's self-righteousness. I don't need that. I'm good enough. God's going to have to take me anyways, if there is a God. That's self-righteousness. And if you're saved here this morning, you had to do something counterintuitive. You had to believe that you're not good and that you can't work your way to heaven and that Christ paid for all of your sins. And if you will receive salvation as a free gift you'll get eternal life on the basis of receiving a free gift. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled The Struggle of Two Natures by Pastor Rick DeMichael, and in today's lessons, Pastor taught about how as Christians, we consist of two natures, one nature that wants to serve God and the other that wants to serve itself. And that while there is a struggle every day to do what is right, we can serve God through His strength and guidance, and that He will continue to grow us to be more like Him throughout our lives. If you are listening today and don't see this in your life because you have never asked Jesus into your heart or are unsure of your eternal destiny, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church or visit our website at tvbc.org, and we will gladly help in any way we can. As mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or any other message by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org for more information or find us on YouTube and Facebook. 
We also have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us for our weekly services. They begin with Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., followed by the morning service at 10.45 and a Sunday evening service at 5.45 p.m. And of course, all the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and even college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 p.m., which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.